The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank. News and comment. Thursday, October 13th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news made possible when you buy earbuds and headphones using the code BBNC at buzzburbank.com. After the world heard Donald Trump tell Billy Bush how he groped women, Trump said it was just locker room talk and that a thing like that never actually happened. Now, at least five women from across the country have come forward to say Trump did grope or touch them inappropriately. The New York Times quotes a woman who says Trump grabbed her breasts and put his hand up her skirt as they sat together in first class on an airline flight. He was like an octopus, she says, hands everywhere. The Trump camp says the charges are part of a politically motivated smear campaign and is threatening to sue the Times for libel. But there are similar reports from the Palm Beach Times, People Magazine, and MSNBC, which quotes one woman as saying Trump kissed her on the lips the first time they met, just as Trump had described in his so-called locker room talk with Billy Bush. None of this is likely to sway Trump's determined base of voters. Pressure from Trump supporters has persuaded some Republican lawmakers to again change their positions on a candidate they were calling disgusting less than a week ago. Nebraska Senator Deb Fisher used that word when she said Trump should quit the race. Now she says, I never said I wasn't voting for our Republican ticket. I'm fully committed to defeating Hillary Clinton. A Republican Senate hopeful in Colorado said Trump should not be the face of our country to the free world, but he says he'll vote for Trump. There are similar stories from Republicans across the country. Most say they feel differently now that Trump's apologized for bragging about apparent sexual assaults on women. That was before the latest groping allegations. But most were saying yesterday they've changed their minds because they were facing the wrath of Trump's most enthusiastic supporters. The one-day extension of Florida's voter registration deadline is now a one-week extension. Although Florida's governor had refused to allow more time, even after a hurricane and related flooding chased millions of people from their homes, Democrats took it to court and got a one-day extension beyond the original deadline of two days ago. Yesterday, with the help of the League of Women Voters at the ACLU and with no further objection from Florida, a judge extended the deadline by six more days to Tuesday, October 18th. Quoting the judge, it's the right to have a voice. That, he said, is why this country exists. The extension should be helpful to Hillary Clinton, whose supporters' efforts to register more voters fell on the same weekend Hurricane Matthew hit. Russia's foreign minister says he's flattered that many in the U.S. believe his country's trying to influence the upcoming election here, but the Russian official also calls that suspicion ridiculous. Just days ago, the U.S. government publicly and officially accused Russia of hacking into various election-related computer systems, including those of state regulators, the Democratic Party, and the Clinton campaign. The Russian server company, where the hack was traced, says those cyber attacks look like the work of amateurs, making it less likely the Russian government was involved. But there does appear to be a connection between the Russian hacks published by WikiLeaks' Julian Assange and one of Donald Trump's top advisors. Roger Stone admits he's spoken with Assange recently, and it was Stone who publicly predicted beforehand that, quote, Assange's next email drops will be devastating to Hillary. Clinton's campaign manager says it's reasonable to conclude that Roger Stone had advance notice of the emails that dropped just days later. Stone denies that, calling the charge laughably absurd and categorically false. Stone says the Clinton camp has no proof of a connection between the Trump campaign and the Russian government. 
And the Russian government, through its foreign minister, says the U.S. has no proof that Russia was behind the hacking. Still, suspicions remain, as suspicions do. In San Antonio, a dozen cops are facing disciplinary action after appearing in a video with Donald Trump wearing Make America Great Again hats while on duty. The police chief says the officers used poor judgment by appearing to endorse a political candidate while in uniform. Quoting the chief, I expect them to know better. The 12 in red hats and blue uniforms were motorcycle cops working the candidate's motorcade during a recent fundraising trip. The mayor says she's deeply disappointed in the officer's judgment. Even the head of the union said, you can't do that kind of stuff while on duty. The CEO of Wells Fargo Bank is quitting effective immediately because the bank got caught cheating tens of thousands of customers by opening two million accounts in their names without their knowledge, much less permission. For the unchecked results of a sales promotion, the bank's been forced to refund over $2.5 million and pay a fine of $185 million. Over 5,000 bank employees were fired. 63-year-old John Stumpf is retiring as both CEO and chairman of the board at Wells Fargo. It was on his watch that Wells Fargo became the most valuable bank in the world and on his watch that the bank fell into disgrace. He leaves the company with a $124 million retirement package, while some consumer advocates say he should be going to jail. The Democratic governor of Minnesota, who embraced the Affordable Care Act at first, now says it's no longer affordable. Premiums are going up by 50 to 67 percent, and most insurance companies have said they'll pull out of the marketplace next year. Minnesota Governor Mark Dayton is the second prominent Democrat in a week to criticize Obamacare, at least one part of which was called the craziest thing in the world last week by Bill Clinton. Minnesota regulators say things have gotten so bad they're calling it a state of emergency. The criticism seemed to have reminded Republicans of a long-sought goal to scrap the Affordable Care Act. Big Brother just got his eyes poked. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram have cut off the flow of information that helped police departments identify and track protesters. That would apparently include recent Black Lives Matter protests since that tracking was being done by police in both Baltimore, Maryland, and Ferguson, Missouri. But the tracking was also being conducted by 500 law enforcement agencies across the country. The ACLU says police had been using an app called Geofedia that analyzes the data from public posts and tweets provided by the three big social media sites. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter have now cut off that feed, saying its use for this purpose violates its contract with Geofedia. The companies tried to negotiate a solution first, but to no avail, so they sent cease and desist orders and cut off the feed. It's been nearly a week since Hurricane Matthew was headed for the U.S., but even late this week, the worst was yet to come for North Carolina. The rivers continue to rise after a foot and a half of rain on already saturated soil. Nineteen North Carolinians have died, 2,000 were rescued, and the rescues continue with hundreds of boats and helicopters. Nearly three dozen school districts and parts of two interstate highways are closed. 140,000 homes and businesses are without power. Nearly 4,000 people are in shelters, and the evacuations continue as the rivers keep rising. Large parts of both the Carolinas have been declared federal disaster areas. The damages, counting business losses, could top $10 billion. Bob Dylan has become the first American since 1993 to win the Nobel Prize for Literature. The Swedish Academy says the folk singing composer has created new expressions of poetry.
In its fourth year, with over three and a half million downloads, this is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. The quality of your earbuds and headphones make a big difference in what you hear and what you don't. Tweaked Audio has quality earbuds. Headphones and earbuds from tweakedaudio.com are engineered to block outside noise. The quality is impressive. So are the price and the selection and the lifetime warranty and the free worldwide shipping. And if you use the code BBNC when you check out, you save an extra one-third off the already low prices and you help sustain this free daily newscast. That's BBNC when you check out at tweakedaudio.com. And thank you. The crash of a small plane in Connecticut doesn't appear to be terrorism, but it does appear to be intentional. The FBI is now investigating what appears to be suicide by airplane. The Piper Seneca crashed on Main Street in East Hartford Tuesday, and a Jordanian national was killed in the crash. The Jordanian was a 28-year-old student pilot. His instructor was dragged from the flaming wreckage to survive and be treated for burns at a local hospital. A search of the Jordanian student's home turned up no sign of terrorism, but investigators say it appears there was a struggle for the controls just before the crash. ISIS is now using weaponized drones in Iraq, according to the Pentagon. American military command says the drones are not sophisticated as the U.S. uses. U.S. drones are about the size of small passenger planes. ISIS drones are the type an amateur might buy online. But ISIS drones can be deadly dangerous. Essentially, they're flying IEDs. One drone was booby-trapped so that when captured, it would set off a deadly explosion. ISIS has also used drones to destroy buildings and a military checkpoint. The explosions killed two Kurdish soldiers and two French soldiers. Quoting a robotic weapons specialist at a Washington think tank, we should have been ready for this. And we weren't. After 12 years of fewer traffic deaths for teens, the tide has turned and those deaths are now up. There were nearly 14,000 fatal car crashes involving teens in the past five years. That's up 10% over last year. 10% is a lot, too much. A AAA spokeswoman calls it disturbing that it's not getting any better. You can guess the top two causes of these deadly crashes, speeding at the top of the list, closely followed by distractions from cell phones to fellow passengers. But there's a third big mistake teens are making. They're not properly judging road and traffic conditions and possible accident scenarios. And two-thirds of driver's ed teachers say parents have gotten worse about teaching their kids driving skills in the past 10 years and that parents are setting worse examples than they did a decade ago. AAA found the parents with the strictest driving rules for their teens starting before they start driving reduces the chance of a crash of any kind, much less the deadly kind. As previous studies have found, teen drivers have more accidents at night and even more when there's not an adult in the car. If it spills, it kills. That's a sign you'd see at the protests in North Dakota where citizens are still protesting an already approved oil pipeline. Those citizens include members of the local Native American tribe, the Standing Rock Sioux, who worry about the effect of an oil spill on the Missouri River that serves farmland and drinking water supplies. The protests, which have continued for weeks, are an irritant to the companies working to finish the pipeline. North Dakota law enforcement has called for help from neighboring states in controlling the crowds of protesters. More than 100 protesters have been arrested there this year, including more than two dozen accused of inciting a riot. The trade group that looks out for oil companies, the Consumer Energy Alliance, has had enough. The oil industry says it's being bullied by environmentalists. The trade groups put out a statement that reads, 
The steps taken to sabotage pipelines, in addition to threats, intimidation, and cyberbullying, show their agenda has nothing to do with the environment and everything to do with shutting down the economy and hurting everyday Americans. The standoff at Standing Rock, North Dakota continues and intensifies. At a time Samsung could use a lucky break, it may get one from none other than the U.S. Supreme Court. Samsung was recently ordered by a lower court to pay Apple $400 million for stealing design points and technology from Apple. Now, Supreme Court justices are wondering if $400 million is too much, that perhaps the judgment needs adjustment. Justice Kennedy says he doubts anyone bought a Samsung just because it looked like an iPhone. While it's embroiled in a fiery phone mess that'll also cost millions, Samsung may get a break in the Apple case. Comcast has just been fined $2.3 million, the biggest fine ever levied on a cable company. The cable and internet provider is paying the fine to settle charges it wrongfully charged customers for services and equipment the customers never requested. Comcast has also been ordered to make sure its customers really want the services they're getting. Comcast was charging customers for boxes and channels they never ordered. Even customers who specifically said no thanks got charged. As with the other cable companies, Comcast put the burden of proof on the customer. It was up to the customer to contact the company to dispute a charge and try to get a refund. From now on, Comcast will have to get the customer's permission in writing before new equipment or services can be added wherever there's a charge for those services. And Comcast will have to notify its customers in writing, separate from any other bills, what's been done and what, if anything, it costs. Comcast claims it's already been doing this lately as part of its new effort to improve its relationships with customers. And finally, the rash of creepy clown sightings has accomplished something that years of jokes and nutritionists could never do, force Ronald McDonald into hiding. McDonald's announced this week that its burger clown won't be making many community events in the near future, not until after the creepy clown hysteria has died down. As if clowns weren't scary enough for some people, the clowns have been sighted in cities across the country and around the world, raising safety concerns. Citizens have been threatened and sometimes injured. Even adults are frightened by them, prompting a rash of 911 calls. There have been creepy clown sightings in 13 states of late. The Ronald McDonald character was created in 1963 when first portrayed by Today Show personality Willard Scott. Now, for the first time in history, the high-profile hamburger clown is laying low. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thanks for listening. And thank you for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.